Real quickly, rest in peace, young Dolph, who seemed to have been gone down earlier today. Another one. Um, recently, we were speaking on a young man that we know that goes by the name of Jamil Inkwell. We know him as DT, uh, Snacks, and so many other names. But this is just another one of those. Kobe Jordan. Kobe Jordan. That's, yeah, that was another name of him. Gun down. Well, not gun down. He was he was killed in a uh, shootout with the police. And then this, at this point, now we're seeing that young Dolph was out shopping or buying some cookies for his family or for himself. And some guys uh, changed him. You know, Chicago slang. He got changed, you know. But that basically means they caught him slipping and and, and push the shit in so uh god bless him and his family it's a it's a horrible time terrible time for them uh, uh from what i'm understanding the retaliation has begun uh, there are other people that we have heard of and know whose houses and family members and relatives houses have been shot up in the process of this the cycle man the never-ending cycle never-ending it's Man, it's, it's, as long as I I've been cognizant uh, of life, I can I can say <laughs> it's been it's been an ongoing feature in, in the background of the of the life I live. So ongoing cycle, it just it just seems to never stop. You know, it's 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 happening here in Chicago. It's happening amongst the Crips, Bloods, and, and the Latino gang members in L.A. and all over the United States of America. Lack of leadership, bro. Lack of leadership. So let's talk about that. We did have leadership at one point, right? We had systems. We had organizations. These organizations were called the Vice Lord uh, Organization, the Gangster Disciple Organization, the Black Gangster Disciple Organization, the uh, Peace Foundation. You had the uh, Four Corner Hustlers. You know what I mean? You had New Breeds. You had... uh, It's the El Rukans. I mean, yeah, endless. Like had a had a plethora of organizations that that were nested in certain sections of our city that represented uh different factions, but they all had they served similar purpose for each community that they occupied. For those who don't know, these organizations were put together not immediately did they go into gang violence and and drug distribution and killing and genocide of our neighborhoods they were started because there was a lack of opportunity in our neighborhoods and you had the city workers and the state workers coming to work in our areas and they were polish and irish and german or whatever they were they weren't black these guys were not black when they were coming to our neighborhoods so what the jeff forts what the booney blacks what the larry hoovers what the willie lords decided to do was say that if y'all not going to hire anybody black, don't bring y'all motherfucking asses over here to do any construction or anything until you start hiring black black people. And they thought it was a joke and they thought it was a game um, until we started fucking up the, the construction sites and, and and fucking up whatever whatever work they were doing on the south side and the west side of Chicago. We took an initiative to be uh, anti-productive for them and it messed up what they had going on, but to on a certain level, justice was served. 
And these organizations, because they weren't gangs, I repeat, they weren't gangs initially. Dude, I'll tell you this, bro. I have to cut you off. It, language is everything. You know what I'm saying? Language is key to everything. It's a, it's the, it's the single most used uh, form of communication next to touch. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the way perception is, is shaped is through the language we use, right? And uh, the way we understand things is based on the words that we use and the inflections and stuff like that, right? So you take into account that every aspect of what they were doing back then was no different than what the Irish and what the Polish did. You did what I'm saying? No different. different. No, no, different. no different. It you know was the I'm exact saying? same thing. It was just us doing it. It was us. And you know what they did? They call us gangs, gangsters. They call us, you know what I'm saying? They, they put the, they put the stigma on it to associate it with something else. And foolishly, in my opinion, this is my opinion. I'm only, I'm only speaking for me, but foolishly, foolishly, we adopted that moniker. We adopted that. We took it because we, that's what we do. We take the negative and try to turn it around. Right. And we've, we've got a history of that. We take, we take the, the bullshit they feed us and turn it into a meal. We take phrases that they call us and we embrace it. And we turn it into a positive and we homogenize it into our culture, right? This go round though, it was a little bit more heavy because you know where there's corruption, there's a possibility for destruction, right? So you have an opportunity to take these organizations and, and flip them on each other what they do, they hand them the, the biggest load of guns and drugs they could ever have. And, and already struggling. I won't even say those communities were really struggling, though, because Bronzeville wasn't as bad as it got. No. You know what I'm saying? The south no. side of Chicago wasn't as bad as it ended up getting. No, because re remember at one point, Bronzeville or certain sections of Bronzeville that we, we call it, as we call it, a low end. The, the, it was considered the second Harlem or or, yep. or 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 whatever. So there were sections of Chicago that were booming yep. with with greatness and, and, and economic growth and prosperity. It just so happened that these drugs and gangs that turned out to infest our communities turned it inside out. Yeah. And and, 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 and the greed. Yeah. And, and riddled our neighborhoods with with these infestations and another thing that i was speaking on i hope I, I i think i remember was not only did it go from gangs but they went from helping the community to destroying the community these were organizations these were never they weren't they didn't start out as gangs the right. other part right the, what was the other part i wanted to say they were protecting the community from the white police officers the polish police officers and the irish police officers that would come into our community and, and, and beat on us and, and hurt our women or try to rape our women, kids that would go missing. These guys would enforce law, would enforce the own law of the land for the neighborhood. You know, they took care of us. Same way, it was no different with the Black Panther. They told you all, or they told, us, told a certain group of people at the time that the Black Panthers were something negative. Anything to do with Black, they've always done that. Anything to do with black, you, you do, and it's and it's always been sad that people sit there and they take that black male, yep, you know, uh, black black ball, you know, oh, you got black male, you got black ball, but if it's something white, it's a little white lie. 
you can do white collar crime and it's okay. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's those type of things, like you were saying, the, 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 the use of words and, and language and the way you put those things together, it has an effect on p- people. And JF- words, things. words J- mean things. Yes. And JFK said it best. We have to stop people or we have to stop certain groups of people from being able to control the images and the media, because if they can control the media, they can control what you see and think. And, and we see what happened with him. Uh, from, I, I talked to some OGs years and years and years ago that were under the uh, BGDs and things of that nature. And I got yeah. a lot of knowledge and, and a, a lot of insight. And I think for them, it was introspective and retrospective for them to sit and talk with me. Salute to them. I'm not going to name nobody. But, you know, they were able to sit down and teach me some, well, not teach me, but speak to me about some of the things that were going on, man. And, you know, the fact that there, there wasn't a lot of representation for us. So we were taking the bare bones of what we had and trying to make something out of it. And it just, it got, it, he just said he don't know at what point it got corrupted, but it did get corrupted. There were certain things that we just accepted and took on, thing that we could turn every negative into positive. And that's, it's really impossible to do. Bro, consider this. My dad told me this so long ago. Is that you can't really as great as what this country was able to accomplish on the back of what it's made from in the modern age. Now, uh, you cannot you cannot turn uh, corruption into a positive because this country is founded on negativity and corruption. Absolutely. Uh, From the from the onset, it's one of those things where it's like how there is no turning that around. You know what I'm saying? It's like the only thing we have is the foundation that it is. So everything you know, here was built on murder, lies and, and deception. Exactly. And even even with that, the, all the secrecy, all you know what I'm saying? Like what we think we know in the modern age now, it's only an inkling of what really occurred not even 50 years ago. Like think about our perception of Martin Luther King is shaped by the historians that were alive then. And the people who who remember what they remember, because everything is perception, bro. Correct. So, like even our perception of fallout. Why is there only two main speakers we can think of, and and as far as like figureheads of the civil rights movement, there might have been fucking thirty of them, bro. There might have been thirty fucking voices, but only two of them get the get the main get the main. Get the you know get, what I'm saying? Get, get the, the main villain. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So this is like again. And we have we have just started like scratching the surface as a community of uh, of actually mastering ownership of our image. And we're not even close to even completing it because there's this thing that I keep hearing about online is like. Uh, because of, like I guess, the direction that we're going in as a as a as a as a unit, as a race, uh, it's like re is like redefining and recapturing reshaping and 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 actually re redefining our uh ethnic image mm. you do know what i'm saying it's like our ethnic image it has for the longest time been really just uh misappropriated it's been uh taken and and, and flipped on his head and everything about us we've kind of like because again it goes back to me saying how we always take a negative and try to turn it into a positive and we have a history of like making making the good, showing the good and, and the negative. 
a lot of that is pointless when 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 you look at what we're working with but what we do have that we have we have in our grasp but we've done little with because it's always been manipulated by the media is our ethnic image bro you know what i'm saying like who we are what we represent should not just be can just it should not conclude with uh it should not be concluded with gucci javanchi you know what i'm saying all this designer shit trying to be the one one to gain one to define our success and and wealth by someone else's uh somebody's standard somebody else yeah somebody's standards and prosperity like and it shouldn't be that way and to speak on what you were saying as far as our our imagery and, and and taking uh a negative and turn into a positive they've been doing that to us for forever right when we when you when you go back at history and look at the swastika that the nazis use right mm-hmm. if you go back what a thousand years before that you go find it uh two thousand years you go back and you find it in mesopotamia or india or in, in certain parts of africa the sign that the swastika was actually a sign of peace yeah it was a sign of peace and one little midget fuck who was upset with his way of lifestyle and was worried about and his main fear was dying and not being remembered as much of nothing. He turned it into a, a sign of fear and hate. Yep. You know what I mean? And then for us, you know, like I, I, I listened to some of the things that my, my, my family would, would sit around and tell us about, right. You know, like uh, making buttermilk, taking something from nothing, making buttermilk. Mm-hmm taking the, the pig intestines and making a meal out of it, creating bacon, creating chitlins, you know, creating a whole meal. We, we took something from nothing all the time. And that shows, it does show our resilience and brilliance and ingenuity in a positive, in a positive light, or should I say a positive light? It does show that we're what we're able to accomplish. But one of the things that, I, that bothers me is that we, we look at those things like that's the only thing we can do when, when we should be able to take what we are and can just control it. Like, why do why does everything have to be a negative yeah why we got to take that why is why is it all and we're always praised for it's almost like oh look at how good they are look at what they can do they're so creative bro we got we have we got a gold mine we have a we have the 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 lion's share of 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 talent and intellect in our own community that we can build from that we can develop from but yet we're always heralded for turning nothing into something Dude, we've got something. Let's turn something into something better. You do know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying we're not doing it. Trust me, it's not that because there's so many, so many levels and layers of evidence of that. However, Correct. I get what you're saying, but it's just that what, what's being heralded and put out into the media is that we 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 do we we entertain very well. Yes. You know, we, we're we're really great at comedians being comedians, but in the actual the actual facts of it all is. We're great lawyers and judges and, and physicists and astrophysicists as, yep. as well, but no one speaks on those things. Exactly. It's always the rags to riches story with us. It's always the rags to riches story with us. And that's another thing. It's like uh, it's the it's the 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 perception of this is your only way out. This is your only way out. You know what I'm saying? And if, if you even break it down even further, it's like the divisiveness is so corrupting that we have like we're, we're divided even in our households because of it you know what i'm saying you got situations now where mothers and fathers aren't even like interacting properly if at all because it's a it's a ongoing competition 
or or not even necessarily even a competition anymore, dude. It's like a, I don't need you. I got this mentality. When we are fuck, we are dude. We so low in the pecking order right now, strictly because again, we're not in control of our ethnic image, man. No, we're not in, in control of our image, and we can't seem to like you were saying, not just in a household, but as a group of people, we can't seem to get on the same page and say, look, on one accord, we're gonna move like this. This is the goal. These are the, the categories that we're going to have and we need to fall in line with that. Right. And But I think part of that, bro, do you think, because I think about this off and on, and I think part of the reason why is because people are so 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 self-absorbed. You know, there's so much narcissism in, in, in different groups of people within a community. And there's, there's this thing of not being able to trust and love too, man. Like you can't get everybody to, to move a particular way. You know what right. I mean? Like I, I'm I'm always, I'm I've always been a team player. And the only time I jump off of being a team player, as you notice, know anybody else notice with, with me doing art, the only time I jump off of being a team player is when I gotta take care of my shit. Absolutely. First law of nature, self-preservation. I, I, and and there it is, bong bong. So when I jump off the bandwagon, it's not necessarily jumping off the bandwagon. It's saying, hey, yo, can y'all hold this down till I get back? All right. And, and, and I am coming back, but it's just shit I, I need to take care of before I, I, I step back on the bandwagon and hold hold up my end of the bargain. Right. Uh, it's, just, it's just so much so many other things that, that take place. But, you know, it's it, it, the power, the power to do great things is there. It's just there. But it's just the things that we get praised for. And it's like, man, that shit, that shit is the lowest of the low. Man, it really is, bro, because we we better than that. We're dude. The the minor things that we get the most praise for is just a small example in a larger picture. You know what I'm saying? And I would I will be a fool to not think that and, and I'm not I'm I'm like over the whole victim Olympic shit. I'm not I'm not on the whole blaming the system shit because dude, it's we it is what it is, dude. We're not it's no it's the shit ain't just start yesterday. And they no, just started no. 10 years ago. We know what's up. So my thing is like knowing what's up, what what what's the move? You know what I'm saying? That's the idea I have. Like, what's the move? Like, we're gonna continuously say, man, these white folks holding me down. The system just ain't fair. Dude, I ain't been to prison. You know what I'm saying? I ain't did no fucking, I ain't did no stretch. I've been fortunate in that way. But in all honesty, it wasn't even hard for me to stay out of jail, bro. You know what I'm saying? But I do know what it I know what it looks like to be in that type of situation. You see what I'm saying? So coming from them same environments with side by side, shoulder to shoulder with the same people who actually ended up in there. You know what I'm saying? Participating in some of the same activities that led to that. I realized that the thing that kept me out is being aware. Educated and aware. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not talking like formal education, like school and blah, blah, blah. But I'm talking no. about like understanding the, the, the law, understanding ramifications for, and consequences for actions, all of these different things. Knowing how, you know what I'm saying? Knowing the, the nuances of how this shit works. Because for one, again, we live in a country that's founded on the very corruption that we participate in every fucking day, bro. Everybody's trying to find a shortcut. Everybody's trying to come up. You know what I'm saying? It ain't nothing... My black ass is doing that. Some white dude, same age as me, under the same fucking financial situation, ain't doing or hasn't done or hasn't considered. The difference is, is 
we live in a system that ta-da is is level against us you know why because this system wasn't designed with free niggas in mind no sir no sir and if you want to go back and do do your research go back to 1610 or or if you or if you would like go pick go look up the black's law dictionary it's in there it'll tell you it's 1610 or 1616 they all had it established black's law it was called slave law in the beginning No yep. black man will ever be uh, will be given the same rights as a white man ever, as long as they were in control. Dude, think about it like this: What if, what if, during the civil rights movement, instead of it, us fighting for civil rights, we were just fighting for basic human rights? What that would have changed? Everybody on a global scale fights for their human rights. You dig what I'm saying? And what we're what we've been doing is like just begging for civility. Be civilized to me. Nigga, that's like that's like that's like being on your knees with a gun to your head and you're begging the person that's about to shoot you in the head. You ain't begging them not to shoot you. You just begging them to so when they kill you, take it easy on you. That's what civil rights sounds like to me. That's what it is, man. It's like, be civil to me. But that's no, the crazy man. part. Like, you would just ask like, for a motherfucker to just treat you like a, like a, like a uh, entity, like a, 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 cogn- a cognizant entity. Uh, like, you know, like a human being. Like, I matter. Like, just leave me the fuck alone and let me do what I gotta do, man. Like, I'm not fucking with y'all. See, and that's the, I'm telling you, there's so many gaps. That's why I said it's impossible for me to think that there was only like two figureheads in our movement back then. Bro. I doubt if it. I doubt if it was just two. Those were just the ones we recognized, right? Like they say, Marvin Gaye was was the greatest of all time. Well, we know Marvin Gaye was, but are we 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 are we positive that it was just him by himself doing it? You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, uh, doing doing the movement. How many other guys were actually writing books? Uh, I'm sure it wasn't just, you know, one, two or three guys that were just mainly out there. I'm sure there was a collective of people that sat down and had conversations like this in person when there wasn't any social media or apps and applications and things. I'm sure they all got together and they had these conversations where it was like, well, if you want to take the lead, you take the lead. But I'll continue to do the research and stay in the background because I'm not that good at being on the front. Yep. Being on the front lines, I'm I'm quite sure that it was it was. Yeah, more it's than a hierarchy. That. It was a hierarchy, man. It was like layers of it. it's like levels to them, and that's the whole. That's that's all I'm saying, bro. So it's like it was like with with all because shit gets swept under the rug every day. You know what I'm saying? You could scare niggas off in a heartbeat with the right threat. You can scare anybody off with the right threat. You know what I'm saying? The biggest motivator in life is fear. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying fear makes people either act right or anger them yeah yeah exactly they gonna they're gonna either they're gonna conform or they're gonna attack and i'm the type of person that just if you do it just right you're gonna get the (laughs) you're gonna get what you're looking for get that get that feedback Mm -hmm. because i don't respond well to that you know i grew up I, i not to speak ill about anybody's religion but i i felt like a lot of that shit was fear to me you know what I mean? Like, why can't I do this? Or why can't I do that? And why does everything end with me going to hell? Bro, that's that's the that's the whole thing, man. That's why, like, upon all the research and stuff, like, and I have I'm not like a, a 
theologian or no shit like that. I'm not like I don't be digging deep in all the little all the crevices and stuff like that when it comes to different religions and stuff like that. But I do believe that just based on the pattern, because human beings are creatures of habit and patterns are part of those habits, based on that pattern that's been exhibited when it comes to things that hold us back the most, it's our lack of understanding. And our lack of understanding comes from manipulation. If our if the manipulation is affecting our understanding, and that means that historically a lot of what's been manipulated is what we have already been attached to. Our spirituality has always been a big part of us. That's something they couldn't break from us the whole time we were in change, right? So they they figure, well, since these motherfuckers won't let that go, let's flip it for them. Let's use it against them. Let's use it against them. So, like, for one, there's there's a lot of gaps, bro. There's a lot of things. Like, I, you know, I talked to a lot of my uh my friends from Congo, uh, from Liberia. Uh, Johannesburg and the stuff they tell me based on what they recollect because we're still talking about colonized states we're talking about nations that were conquered colonized so they have they've been impacted similarly but not fully the same way but some of the similarities that I picked up is the fact that a lot of the belief system is still the same as it's ever been but it's been it's been reformulated it's been remixed by the people that conquered them correct you know what I'm saying so and I mean, just like what we know as modern Christianity is is really just a, a is a remix to whatever it is we had already been on, and they could not figure out what to do to get us off of that. So what they did was they they took the remixed book, plagiarized it, plagiarized re- it, recreated, washed it down, washed it down, and, and decided that well, this is going to be the simplest form of it. We're going to give them the crack instead yep. of the coke. Yep. And here we are. Bong bong. Afraid to die. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy how that works, right? And 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 if you were to speak that to a certain group of people, you know, they would tell you that there's something wrong with you, that you're crazy, and or that you, you know, you you out there uh blaspheming. <laughs> bla- yeah, blaspheming, you going to hell or or yeah. the, the devil. The devil lives in you, you know, because I've been told that a couple of times with no proof. But see, and all that does is re it just uh reinforce the the, the conversation. Yeah. Because those those very statements are are evidence of exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. You know it's I mean? it's just crazy though, you know, how not crazy, it's it's sad when you think about and it's and it's infuriating at times. I know it has to be because if I think about it that way, I, I know I know that there has to be others that think about that. And they go, man, every time we had a chance to 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 rise and push, they step in, infiltrate, and knock down what the movement that we have going on. And none of our movements were ever based on killing off white people. They were just all about us preserving our own and and, and rebuilding. You know, there was there was never a moment when we said, you know what. The Black Panther movement is going to be about killing white folks. The Black Power movement was about empowerment. It was about love. It was about respect for, for your yes, brothers and your sisters. Yeah, it was about building you up and making sure that you had an understanding of, of love and trust for your fellow man, for the bro. people around you, for your neighborhood. But bro, you know what they say about the sins of the father, bro? You know what I mean? 
It's one of those situations, man, they fear retribution. So like, even though they, like the, the ones, when I say them and they, I'm talking about like modern white people, modern American white people, right? And that's, I'm, and I, I can only really speak for us here because I see how it's playing out in South Africa or how it has in the last 10, 15 years where like motherfucking white farmers are losing their land because, you know, policy change. Yeah. Saying, you got, you got black guys, got Africans or black people out there starting to go rebel. over there. Yeah. Rebel and take over people. Yeah. Take over the farms and, 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 and burn some of them to the ground or burn the houses down just because they taking that shit back. Right. So that right there alone got motherfuckers over here shook. That's why they so fucking gun crazy, bro. That's why it's that's why gun culture is American culture here. You know what I'm saying? It's like crime, uh, any type of criminal element is American culture here, dude. It's like there, you can't. There's no. There's no real positive American culture here. It's one of those things where it's like you take you take uh, what we do to make money every step of the way down to taxation there's some corruption in it absolutely and like i guarantee you the, the corporation you work for the corporation i work for is finding different ways to hide money yeah you did what i'm saying that's just and, how and, and the fact that you as a human being get taxed is actually a, a theft in itself bro the fact that as, if you if you go get a job at 16 years old they tax your money you, they tax your money before you're old enough to vote. I thought there was no taxation without representation, though. You know what I'm saying? You're not old enough to vote. Why are they taxing you? But nobody nobody challenges that. You know why? Because the shit's so corrupt and it goes so far up the ladder. By the time you actually get the question to the right motherfucker, you're going to look crazy. Yeah. And, and, and people people also just went along with it. Nobody said nothing, right? And right. So after after not saying anything for six months to a year, 18 months to two years, the shit becomes not law, but it comes it becomes a thing to, thing to do, right? It's kind of like you're working a job and you're doing your normal tasks, uh, whatever it is you're asked to do. And they throw one little task at you to see if you can do it. Hey, can you do this for me? Such and such, such. And then you get... A repetition of doing it now it becomes your job instead of the you own other, it now. Yeah, you own it now, and, and then you stuck with it, and you looking up. You go, how the fuck I get stuck with this? Because you've been doing it. You did it for forty hours, eighty hours, one hundred and twenty hours, and now and now it's yours. Now you got to find a way to push that shit back to where you it belongs. And what's even more funny about it though, it's a job that the person who handed it to you couldn't get done or didn't have the time to do right, but they'll make you feel like a piece of shit for not being able to do it. And make you feel like your job is at risk if you can't complete the task. But by giving you that task and you completing it and they're throwing it on your workload, now they're saying you're a multitasker. It's crazy, bro. And not only are you a multitasker, but we will not pay you for doing this. No, because they're going to say it's part, it, it fits your job description. It's all a hustle, man. That's all it is. And all a hustle. This is like, but that goes back to the whole education aspect that I was talking about, like us being informed uh us actually being observant taking that information passing it along being a little bit more uh inclusive in our in our strategies because right now we we exist in this bubble of i i i me 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 you know what i'm saying and that's kind of been one of those things culturally that for the last 25 years i'd say has really become more has been inundated in our in our psyche 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? We're not, because prior to that, we were all uh, black love movement, black power, blah, 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 for a long time, bro. You know what I'm saying? You think like the X Clan, you talk uh, Arrested Development, Trial Call Quest, uh, Jungle Brothers, Pac. You know what I'm saying? It was all, it was, there was no individuality. It was all about the tribe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hell, Outcast. Rap, rap crews don't even exist no more. No. You know what I'm saying? It's like you got niggas who click up, but like in terms of like a, a foundation of motherfuckers who who built something together, like woo, like organized noise. You see what I'm saying? That stuff ain't even a thing no more. And that's just that's just on the entertainment aspect. Think about it in sports, how niggas don't even niggas don't even stick with a team and build their team internally and become something great. Now it's let's go bounce over here and let's try to get everybody together. Let's pull together so we can go against this other group of motherfuckers who did the exact same thing. And now we got these super teams and we're going to leave everybody else out. Yeah, that, that, that did happen. But I think that culture is slowly changing now where because I shouldn't say now where I think it's slowly changing now because we're starting to see more players become better because these guys are leaving these teams. So some of these guys are realizing, well, I was good while that dude was here. I just didn't get the chance to shine. And, and, and now you're seeing like some of these, some of these guys that they're, they're rising up and, and saying, hey, oh, yo, we, we can hoop over here. We just don't have that type of talent, but it is, it is talent over here. But the whole super team, man, that shit, that shit been going on for forever, man. They just blame, to me, I just think they just blame LeBron for doing it. Like, like don't he even did something LeBron. so different. I view it from an angle of of um, corporate, you know, what I'm saying corporate entry. They looked at the situation and how they can turn how they could turn basic tickets into to higher paid tickets. You know, what I'm saying to boost the boost the value. Absolutely, the absolutely. If I can get you to come in here and pay a hundred thousand dollars for a, a a front row seat on the floor, or two hundred thousand dollars, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do this, it. And this ticket used to only be five thousand. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so. And then on top of that, you take take into account how uh, it's not like it's not like these teams are going to like. Um, I mean, OKC couldn't do what the Lakers did. I say that. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to take one of these. You're not going to get the Raptors to do what what the Nets did. You see what I'm saying? You're not going to get that. So it's all. Again, it takes a, it's there's not an end. Of, there's not. It's the Raptors like, did though. The Raptors won a championship though. Yeah, but they won it. They won it based on something completely different though. It wasn't based on a super team aspect. It no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? They had a bunch of gunners though. Yeah, they had shooters. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Hell, if you if you take Golden State, man, Golden State had shooters. It wasn't superstars. No, no, and and, and they put that team together. You know, that was yeah. a drafting and putting the team together, building. Exactly. They built that team. They built that team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like they was just recruiting niggas who was already pre-existing, right. who already had, you know what I'm saying, some some leverage. Right. It That's wasn't like they said, we, let's let's go out here and get the best guys from around the world league and bring them in. I honestly felt like if even without KD, they still would have been able to pull it off. But that's that's me, man. I don't I don't think he was needed. I just think that, you know, is a guy named LeBron James, man, who just who could just figure teams out. And, they, and for them, that was just like that one piece. That could, yeah, that one piece that could do a little bit more, and and, and take the pressure off of the all, off of all of them, you know. Yeah, because LeBron is so well rounded, you know, especially for the position that he plays, he, he and his his uh his IQ is so high. 
Yeah, yeah, and, and being able to play the one through four, the one through five position, you know, he, he just did, he just did so many things on the court that you know, I I don't even think people understand it. You know, I, I look at that and I go, man, dude, dude is a special and different type of talent. You know, like you're looking at somebody like Shaq said, he's a savant, man. Like right. he know he knows all your plays. He 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 can call them out when you're running them. You know, that's just a different type of dude, but. It's no. almost like he he's viewing the he's viewing the sport like Neo viewed the Matrix when he can see the code he can see the inner workings. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, for those who 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 are tuning in, man, you know, uh, salute to salute to everybody out there on the ground and on the hustle, man. Uh, we lost another one uh, not too long ago. It was a uh, Vaughn? Was it King Vaughn? Yeah, King Vine. Yeah, then then it was our, our young boy Jamil Inkwell, and now it's Young Dolph. I, I think it's gonna be a couple more of these that's gonna happen too. That's just me. I, I'm not being a pessimist or a negative person, but I think it's gonna be a couple more of these. I believe so, bro. It's, I think it's um, it's just one of those things, man. Again, it's it's a a culture thing, bro. Uh, sad to say, but it's a culture thing, and it's not even our culture. It's just an American thing, bro. It is an American thing, but the sad and shitty part about it is that the the music just reflects that. For those, from what I understand, the the drill music was all about drilling, killing, moving around the city and city and handling ops. Like that's that's from what I understand. Being over on sixty third, like it that's always played the background to retaliation. It always played the background to it. It just it it blew up. It was yeah. always there. It was yeah. always there, man. Niggas always just stay ops in. Just they just so happen to use music to just to to egg each other on and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Again, the lack of the the lack of leadership, bro. Niggas ain't like if the OGs was around, they were like, nigga, put that microphone down, nigga. We not gonna do that. We not gonna start a war over that. You we not about saying? to be talking about what we got going on personally on the songs. Not like that. We're not gonna indict ourselves. You no. Know? If you want to tell a story or some shit, tell a story, but you ain't going to talk about no personal shit that we got going on out here. Right. We're fucking up the organization. But again, the organization is lacking. So, you know, it's unfortunate. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know, man. Like I said, uh, it, it, it just, it's just, you know, you get crestfallen at a point and you just go, man, that was, again, that was somebody's son. That yep. was a father. You know, that was somebody's nephew. You know, that was somebody's cousin. He meant something to somebody out there. Yeah. Everybody didn't view him as what the music. And that's another thing, bro. That's another conversation. Uh, how uh, how people kind of like take, because I, I just read comments sometimes and let's uh, go back to like, uh, I'll use the whole the baby situation with his uh his his chick him and her went live and people was like kind of like going in on how he 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 went live where i kind of viewed it as being a protective measure i think so that's how i saw it like oh he's trying to protect himself just in case anything go wrong and people were like well why did he just record it on his phone i'm like dude what if she destroyed the phone you know what i'm saying shit like that what if she popped the memory card out got rid of that shit anything could have went went down hell the police didn't do their job when when they showed up to his crib they supposed to came and kind of like neutralized. First of all, this what I this is how I figured. All right, if I'm into it with my girl, right, and I call the cops on her, no, she called the cops on me. 
and they come to, you know what I'm saying, a, a, a residence they've never been to before. This is, you know what I'm saying, this is no man's land to them. They show up. They don't know what's in this house. They don't know how strapped up I am. None of that shit. All they know is they were called to this location. You and are I'm the walk- man. You are in trouble. And I'm walking around this motherfucker like, no, nah, y'all, y'all, she called y'all. Y'all talk to her. I'm finna go in the other room. Ain't no going in the other room. You know why? Because they don't know what the fuck I got in the other room. You do know what I'm saying? They not going for that. But for some reason in this video, that's all she was doing. She did that shit for the most for the bulk of the time they were there. She was just walking through the house. Now fuck him. That bitch ass nigga, blah, 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 blah. Just walking all through the house. Y'all talk to him. He calls you, you talk to him. Don't talk to me. Walking all through the house. And I like I get it. You know what I'm saying? You could you could throw the race component in there, blah, blah, blah. But it's also another level of motherfuckers who don't give a fuck because they just there to ca- they just they're doing a job to cash a check. That's they it. Not, that's, they not even they not they don't even want to be there. And not just that, but it, it's the fact that I think I talked talked about this on another podcast. The man is never safe, even in his own home when the police show up. Man, bro. And that's the thing. And, and people are like, well, why did he go live, though? Like, because guess what? When you go live, you got an audience. You have an audience of witnesses. If shit goes south, this man just got out of a situation with the LGBT plus community or whatever. He got that whole situation kind of cleaned up. He's back doing shows. He already have a fucking reputation. He killed a nigga. He shot at niggas who came into his crib. You know what I'm saying? Mostly everything that he's ever been charged with. I won't say charged with, but everything that he's known for professionally and what he's been known for behind the scenes has all been self-defense type shit, right? It never been like him just being the aggressor going in, just busting shots and killing a whole household of niggas. But it's one of those situations where, damn, it's a nigga who's a superstar who killed a nigga in Walmart. It's a superstar who shot, a, shot, shot at some niggas who broke into his crib. This nigga's always into it with somebody. This nigga knocked somebody out in a jewelry store. You know what I'm saying? That's just, that's who he is. You know what I'm saying? So to protect himself, because he knows his image is on the line, fucking with this chick, which that's a whole different conversation. He had to do what he had to do. I think it was a smart thing, considering that in modern times, I'm pretty sure a lot of niggas back in the day would have loved to be able to just, be able to just go online, go live, and protect themselves against a chick who's about to fuck they shit up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like if this is if this if this will even a playing field before the police get there, once they get there and after they get there, absolutely. Why not hit the record button? Again, the law doesn't protect the man. It mostly protects the women. And I get it, you know, there's been abusive situations throughout the course of history where when the police get there or the woman is dead or she's she's been beaten to a pope and and, and you know you, you're sad for it so you want to prevent that but we live in a day and age where there ain't a lot of men walking around just out here knocking women down like that and i'm sure there are but if a man is calling the police and saying yo come get this bitch up out my place they're not taking them serious they're not taking them serious. And the crazy thing about it, bro, this is something my dad told me when I was younger. And, you know, it, it never really occurred to me because I never really been in those types of situations. But when I think when I started to think about it and I started experiencing life, I started to realize it was true where he said that uh, a bulk of the domestic violence cases you hear about, you hear about them because women are protected. And he said, but nobody ever figures you know, the number of men that are abused 
because men are just told to just suck it up and man up. So a chick, you know what I'm saying, scratching niggas up, busting them in the head with fucking skillets, whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? It's like if a chick ended up getting beat up, anybody ever ask what precipitated that situation? You know what I'm saying? Did the nigga get fed up with the, the abuse? Like all these niggas ain't just waking up in the morning brushing their teeth. Right. It's not head over eggs. Right. Like you know what I'm saying? another egg sandwich, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> another egg sandwich hole. And this isn't to say, this isn't to say that niggas need to start you know what I'm saying? Hitting on women or it's okay to hit on women and no shit like that. By no, no we're means. just saying the laws need to be changed and, and the it'd be consider- more examination. Yeah, more it needs to be more as, yeah, there needs to be more consideration of when the police arrives on the scene, you should not have a prejudice or a discriminatory uh feeling about the matter that you're about to take on. You should arrive unbiased. with a clean, unbiased, a clean slate. When you get there, there should be no prejudice towards one or the other. Your job is to go in there and sort the situation out. Whose house is it? What happened? Why did it escalate? The separation needs to happen. Whose name is on what? Yep. If the parties need to be separated, all right, cool. Take you to your mama house or your best friend house or whatever. Separate the situation, man. They act like this shit is so hard to do. It's just like the motherfuckers just don't want to do it, though. They don't. And and, and I did. I think we did this on the podcast. Uh, Me and someone else that's coming up. My man's damn near caught. He could have easily caught some charges because of what she was saying. Mm-hmm. But but like he told like he told the officer, hey man, I'm 6'2", 300 pounds. If you if I hit her, you think she'd be standing there looking like that? Yo. I'm 6'2", 300 pounds. If I actually put my hands on her, don't y'all know it'd be some marks on her? If I hit her, don't y'all think it'd be something wrong with her right now? Facts. Even me as a smaller guy, 5'9", 180 pounds, 185. Athletic and all that other stuff in my, in my in years and years and years ago. With the young lady that told that did whatever she did, you think she'd be walking around here with, with looking clean like that if I wanted to do something to her? It's impossible for you to show up at somebody's place and they just be looking crispy clean like nothing ever happened to them. The only, other, only, uh, the only other way for you to do it is to go in the bathroom or in the kitchen, grab something and hit yourself in the face. I'm not raising my hands to nobody unless it's in self-defense. Everybody knows that. I do not lose my cool for situations like that. I'm, I'm definitely not doing that, to, especially to no woman. But the, this, is, this is something that needs to be taken a lot more serious because there are men out there that end up in jail over these types of situations where the police show up. Whole future down the drain. You just thrown away. You just threw a man, threw away a man's whole life. And just just because you were vindictive, or just because he kicked you out, or because he didn't want to be with you no more, or because he got custody of the kids, and this was your way of getting back at him. Because you learned the law better than he did. Man, men really don't be trying to learn. We be trying to stay the fuck away from the law, bro. So I tell a chick every time. I'm as soon as any type of situation police get involved in, I'm out, bro. We done. Done. I'm ch- I check out. Like, look, if, if, especially if, it, if it's a situation where, like, like, it don't even necessarily have, to have anything to do with me. I could be chilling with a chick and her and her friends get into it with, with each other or somebody else and cops get called. I'm like, you know what? I ain't fuck with you, 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 you. We good. I'm out. Because these motherfuckers show up because of y'all bullshit and I get shot or I get arrested or whatever the fuck because I'm here. 
I don't want nothing never, to do with it. it. It never ends well for the guy. Nope. We're we not doing that. We're not doing that. I, 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 Man, I, I dated the last girl. I, I dated, man. I told her that. Like, yo, you ever call the police, just, just get your shit and go. Or I get my shit and I leave because I'm not, I'm not being, I'm not staying here for that. I that's don't, I don't believe where, in uh, having the police called on me for something that we can resolve. That's where, like, uh, back to the, the baby situation. This is where this is the part that people keep forgetting, man. Or they don't, they don't have the, 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 I guess the, the full idea, the full scope of how this works. He told her to leave. He said he was gonna get her a hotel room. He'll pay for her hotel. The timing might not have been the best, but guess what? This is his shit. You know what I'm saying? He wanted her out. I'll send you to a hotel. I got something going on. I need you to get up out of here. He ain't say I need you and the baby, our child to get up out of here. I just need you to get, get up out of here. You know what I'm saying? And it turned upside down. He told her, look, you ain't even my woman. You're my side chick. She scoffed at it, kind of lost her shit a little bit. I'm thinking... Where do people forget that men control access to relationships and women control access to sex? We can just like they can, like a woman can consent or or deny consent during sex. You could be with, you could be kicking it with a chick and damn near got your dick in and she's like, no, nah, I don't want to do this no more. Once she say that, once she say no, you can't just say, no, nah, let's just go ahead and finish. She already, let me she, let me get halfway in. No, my nigga, no, no mean no, no mean no. It's the same thing with relationships. If a nigga don't want to deal with her no more, she can't make him deal with her no more. I don't give a fuck if they've been together 15 years. If a nigga say, you know what? I can't do this shit no more. I'm out. Guess what? Was she going to make him be in a relationship? You can't. Yeah. You, you know why? Because we control our, our most valuable asset is our time. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? As men, that's all we got is our time. That's why we get better with time. You know what I'm saying? We 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 put so much work into who we are. Our time is limited. We got to make the most of it. So if a motherfucker tell a chick, "Look, I need you to get up out of here. I got shit going on," and she don't and she refuses to leave, she's fucking raping your time. Trespassing at that point. Trespassing, bro, because you've already laid the law. It's no different than her saying, "No, I need you to get up out of my pussy," and you be like, "Well, I'm already here, so what's the, what's the big deal?" And you make a fuss about it. Nigga, you're a rapist. Yeah. You're a rapist. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's, it's all these fucking crazy ass uh narratives that go, go around about how things are, how things should be measured. Dude, some things are just so fucking cut and dry. Yeah. And then you got people saying, you know, toxic relationships are the best. Man, y'all can have that shit. Man. I don't want nothing, I don't want nothing to do with nothing like that. Bro, Ever that, again. That shit trash. That, that shit is horrible. Toxic toxic relationships are the best. Y'all are immature, ignorant motherfuckers thinking that that shit is cool. What is wrong with y'all, man? Again, man. taking negative things and trying to make them positive. And that yeah. is so uncool. Yep. My bad. No, you good. You good. It's so it's so uncool. And, it, and it's it's not, it's so unbecoming. Like. Why would you think that sitting around a bunch of people are dealing with a man or a woman that's causing you strife and misery makes it makes it better just because of the sex that the sex is good? That's knocking it. Time off your life, knocking, knocking. You losing, you losing moments of your life on that person. Just to be with them for 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 small amounts of time. Yeah, time that you, people, 
those types of relationships, those types of people aren't even long-term relationship people or times. Those people are just in it for the moment. So they want, they want the, they want the dopamine of a, you know what I'm saying? They want the dopamine effect. They want that feeling. The high. Yeah, they want the high that comes with it. So they had adrenaline rush, all of that shit that comes with the toxicity. They want that, that, you know what I'm saying? That's like a heroin shot. Yeah, I can keep that shit, man. I'm okay. good. Man, I'm my good on that. Gets me through. Bro, do you know how awesome it is for me to wake up every day, every day, be able to drink some tea or do whatever it is I, I need to do? My place is clean. I don't have to worry about nobody throwing nothing or breaking nothing anymore, breaking my wine glasses, breaking plates, because they just want to they want to lash out and so, show how angry they are at me and think that that shows me that they care. That is the stupidest shit in the world. If you cared about me. You would take care of the stuff that I have and you would take care of my mental and physical health at the same time. If you really valued me and my time. Why do you think they, why do you think, that's why I'm telling you, bro, again, let's go back to like the way narratives are, 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 are written. Think about it like this. All of us as men can think of moments in time where something was destroyed or somebody had something destroyed by an angry woman, right? Like men kind of, men, aren't so inclined to tear up like uh personal possessions and shit like that if a guy does it it's like it's a it's a one-off it's like it's not as common like we kind of like because we kind of taught to be a little bit more in control and, and and internalize a lot of shit uh guys who have a lot more uh i guess the guys who are more inclined to be emotionally unstable those are guys who kind of don't have never really had any real structure in their life. You know what I'm saying? So they kind of express their emotion like their mom or their sisters or whoever the fuck. They don't really do it as men do. Yeah, or, or uh, unless you're trying to get back at her for, over some stupid shit. But like a woman to tear your whole fucking crib up, bro. You know what I'm saying? She'll tear up your shit. She don't even live there. You know what I'm saying? Because she mad. Instead of like this addressing the matter and having that conversation, she'll, she'll fucking bust your tires in. And bust your car windows out and blah blah blah. Key your car all up and destroy that shit because in Bleach her head, because I'll tell you what it is, bro. On some real shit, what it is is it's these aren't even necessarily things to hurt you up front. It's an inconvenience to you. What it is is to keep you from being attractive to somebody else. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 a, it's a it's an idea. It's like a it's a. Um, it's the peacock thing. It's like you remove the peacock feathers, the peacock can't attract. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Female peacocks. If if a if a chick destroy all the shit, all the material shit that attracts her to you, she knows that other chicks are attracted to as well. Then that that you got to work that much harder to replace that shit. Whereas for her, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It, I, it's it's a setback for you. A person told me, uh, Doctor John York told me. He said, Matt, I'm going to tell you something. In life, you got two things. He said, there's a few things that you have, but two of the things that you have is your character, mm -hmm. right? And your reputation. Your character is what's, what you're born with and how you, how you reassess it, how you value it, and how, how you go about furnishing it and presenting it to the world. He said, your character is what you develop within yourself. Correct. Your reputation is how the world views you based on your character. Correct. He said, so everybody out here in the world can give you a reputation. And some of it may be similar characteristics to you, 
He said, but until someone gets to know you, they'll never know your true character. He said, never be worried about the reputation that people give you. He said, anyone can give you a reputation. Someone can walk in. He said, someone can walk in the building right now. We can be sitting here having a meeting. And they can say, I don't like that guy, man. It's just something about him. But they don't know nothing about you at all. And they can start that as a reputation. Mm. So, and I get what you're saying, because that's just trying to trying to damage the reputation. And for me, I, I like he, I lived off that because it became true to me in so many facets of life. And I and I was like, man, I don't, I don't. But I told him at the same time, like I don't really care. But at that point, I did, I did. If I'm being honest, because it was all about respect and, and, and loyalty to me, and I didn't want nobody to be disrespectful to me. But what he was basically saying is that people can say whatever, man, as long as it doesn't damage who you are, and you remain a solid stand-up person, it'll never change anything. Yeah, your character, like a damaged reputation is really contingent on the uh, the reflection because reputations are reflections. So like uh, your character is what shines from you. You know what I'm saying? And your your reputation is reflected off of different surfaces. Those surfaces are people. Yeah. So if a person has a negative view of you, that's not necessarily on you, but your, your the onus of on you is does your character change their perception of you if necessary you know what i'm saying so let's say it's in a in a working environment where you, you know what I'm saying you got to get money this person already has like a bad taste in their mouth about working with you your character is going to turn that around to a positive for you as opposed to you chasing their approval and changing their mind about you mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because you know to get this done you guys got to work together that's what your character does the reputation is, well, even though they didn't necessarily like each other or a dude didn't like him, they finished the project. You know what I'm saying? Matt made sure that they got that shit done. Matt worked through the differences to get that done. Your reputation is that. Matt doesn't care about the bullshit that somebody projects on him. He's just going to get the job done. Right. His character, His character drove him to work through it. And that person whether they like you or not, they don't have to like you from, from the beginning to the end of the process or in any time after. But your reputation from that day forward is always going to be that because that person felt the way they felt, you still managed to work through and make sure that you completed something. Yeah. You executed. And regardless of what they said, right, whatever it was they said, my actions dictated something totally different in the yeah. process. Yeah. That kind of go back to the conversation we were having, you know what I'm saying, when we was texting about that interview. You know how, like, right now, like, we're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know and uh, we're actively listening. I think this is a cognizant thing. This is something that it's it's learned behavior, but it's refined. It's, it's a refined, innate thing that we do because in order to survive, we got to be able to observe our surroundings, listen, blah, blah, blah. It's a learning thing. But as you get older, it just becomes like a courtesy. It's one of the things that we just do. And it kind of had me thinking. And I kind of, I knew that this, us talking was going to kind of bring me to this point. When I was saying how like Kanye does not, he does not register uh, the conversation cues. Like he's, he, he's talking and he's saying words and he's getting these ideas out because the ideas are there. You know what I'm saying? They're stacking on top of each other. The more he opened his mouth, the more ideas flow. And he can't, he can't, because of how, how his brain works, he can't just 
uh, you can't put commas in between them. He can't separate these thoughts. You know what I'm saying? So he's taking these ideas and he's like just stringing them together based on word cues. So like Nori asked him about, uh, so uh, why'd you take Soldier Boy off the album? Kanye trying to be the funny guy. You ain't hear that verse. Niggas laugh a little bit. He meant to be funny. That's something he meant to do. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to be normal. He's trying to be the normal guy. He know he ain't normal, but he's trying to be normal. He's trying to be charming. The conversations kind of go forward from there. And he starts like, this is where the word cues come in. Uh, so what you say? What's wrong with it? Kanye, now he has to one up the last statement he made. And it kind of snowballs into a stream of consciousness. You know what I'm saying? It's like a nigga that's high. You know how niggas that's high always psychoanalyze everything? <laughs> so think about it. This nigga, he, he just hit the weed and he sipped a little bit. But maybe that's too much for his brain to even fucking do with. You see what I'm saying? For one, I could tell he ain't a smoker. The way he hit the cone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the way his stream of, stream of consciousness works is like we're talking and I was like, yeah, I copped this new NPC, man. NPCs came out and blah, 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 blah. Back in that year, this happened. And then uh, the person that that happened to came from here. We started on NPCs. Now I'm all the way, to, I'm giving you the history of the motherfucker that ain't had nothing to do with NPCs because I'm just doing word association in my head. You know what I'm saying? And he did that through the whole interview, dude. Yeah, he was he was all over the place, man. And it was just like, yo, what 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 are we definitive what are we definitively talking about in each one of these questions uh, or statements that are, are are being answered? Like when the question is asked, what is the statement that you're trying to make? What where, where are we getting to? And like you were saying, it's like word association, he just builds on it. And and I and I get it, but but for me, it, it makes it harder for me to like listen to it. It's hard to digest. Yeah, because it's like I'm a man that I don't I don't listen to it like that, or that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for if if they say, well, what made you make the the Yeezys red, and you tell me about everything else that led up to it, the history of how you got to that moment, and oh, I need to call Benny Siegel because I owe him for the name Yeezy. And it's like, no, but why did you why did you make the color red? Why would it, why would the first Yeezys red? Like what? Why See, is you that? Were looking, you were looking for a traditional interview. And I just wanted him to answer questions. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He but that's the whole thing. Like, bro, if you really look back, if you look back at all of his interviews, if it's not if it's not controlled in a way where a person can actually get Kanye to kind of uh, home in. I don't think anybody since since he had the accident, I can't think, I think there might've been one interview where he was like very clear in, in his thinking. And that was way early on. That was like right around the time when uh, Rockefeller broke up and they asked him, why'd he, uh, why'd he leave with Jay instead of going with Dame? And he kind of like answered that question. And he was, you know, he's still fairly young. The, the, the trauma from the accident was still like- Fresh. Healing. Yeah, you dig what I'm saying? Uh, but I believe that the first, the first instance of him actually exhibiting the, the, the symptoms of that was when he did that George Bush comment, bro. I think he was in a deer in headlights, man. He, he had, it was word association. He was looking at the situation. He felt moved and he said it like, boom, 
And his again, that was a sign that his his mental filter was off. You know how like we think things through. And even though we might have said the same thing, we'd have been a little bit more uh, tactful because we know, especially under the, under those circumstances, it's like that because that was a now or never moment. Either but you, you could see it on his face. You could see it on his face. It was building up like he he, he yeah. was getting anxious to say something. Yeah. And, and I thought I thought he was going. I thought he was going to issue something, say a statement that was more uh, like you said more profound and, and more put thoughtful. together yeah more thoughtful and and he just said george Bush don't like black people he said what he was thinking and that's what kanye has been doing for the last two decades <laughs> this nigga was it what he was thinking or was it just the first thing that just it's like if the if the if the thought is building up in his head again the word association aspect of it, the word, the whole, every idea is stacking in his head until he says it or until he does something about it. His music even sounds like it, bro. If you think about like all the elements and the layers and the breakdowns, the way his music is constructed versus like what we're used to, because being a creative, you kind of like build things methodically. You have, you have a method to like, if you're a painter, uh, the way you want to, uh, the way you want to institute mixing colors and stuff like that, color blending and stuff like that making beats the same thing with blending samples chopping them up blah 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 but now the way he incorporates so many different people and so many different elements into like creating music that he doesn't even make music conventionally he don't he doesn't think conventionally because i believe that head trauma bro i believe it and that's not like a a, 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 a knock on him or anything but it's uh, just like you know ever since then you've been acting a certain way. And I, I I can go with that. I've been watching certain other people who've had severe head trauma from car accidents as well. Yeah. And you uh, see like little nuances, little small things about them that just don't especially. Click. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's what I mean, it's, it's, it happens, bro. It's just one. The brain is a very delicate fucking organ. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And it, there's so many things about the brain that we still don't know about right. when, when synapses are firing and, and the way uh, different parts of it work or don't work and you know uh, how each side the left side and the right side work you know and if right and they work independent of each other and yeah. help each other at the same time yeah 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 and if you were to be able to play music and learn learn another language you would be like sewing it together at the at the same time to help it build build the bridge and, and make it work yeah. uh on a higher level but yeah, definitely. There, there is definitely some trauma there. I don't, I don't know directly what's going on, but from watching the interview, I was like, man, there is, there is questions. Like, I want him to answer certain questions. I like the fact that he could tell, tell the the stories, you know, and talk about the things that he was talking about. But I felt like he was trying because traditionally, like you said, traditionally through interviews, people answer questions. But it came off to me like, oh, oh maybe he just doesn't want to answer the question because you know, he, he might be emotionally attached to that situation and he doesn't want to discuss it. You know, right. that's how I was kind of looking at it. But um, it, it, there's so much there's so much to do. You know what I mean? Right. What did you think about the comment when he said he wasn't a backpacker? He, he was more of a, a, a gangster and all that. Or he hung with the gangsters. He's not from the streets. I hung out with the gangsters. I just. I, bro, I didn't care about that, honestly. Because I look at it from the angle of I felt like it was a it was a, a jab pretty much at quality. And I think that even and honestly, 
and I, I think I posted this on Twitter and, you know, I don't really be on Twitter too much no more, but I said, anybody who, uh, anybody that responds to Kanye needs to either do it with grace or don't say nothing at all with the exception of just blaze. And the reason why I said that is because there's nothing you can say back to Kanye about anything he said that's going to have any form of impact that's going to change people's view of him or make him change the way he came at you because, because he's going to be looking he, for another uh they're going to be waiting for him to make another response and he's not going to respond the thing about it is is he's just he's just again stream of consciousness bro he don't care about it that deep it's not that deep to him he's saying what he thinking what he feels i think this has always been the case with this motherfucker dude Especially, it's like, especially now with nine billion dollars. Yeah, dude, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? If what I you gonna say? Yeah, like that nigga, that nigga Quali was in his feelings for like the last week and a half, dude. Every damn post was about Kanye on on Instagram. Yeah, I had and to I, mute that nigga, man. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, bro. But now what you doing is you making your you embarrassing yourself because now you beefing with with these these so called white Kanye fans. Who's just trying to find different ways to poke the bear. And not just that, you're giving energy to that situation and people will find out ways to use it against you, you know? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You're exposing yourself. Yeah. Call Kanye on the phone. Like, bro, what's up, bro? What's going on, man? I saw I saw the interview. It's a dope interview, but we need to have a conversation. Something. You got his number. I know you got his number. You know what I'm saying? Call his man. From what I heard, they have a hard time having conversations because... Kanye other way, Kanye. Listen. Yeah, because exactly from what I from what I understand, Kanye doesn't listen, and Talib Kweli comes from a family, a mother and father that are professors or whatever, right? So he his stream of consciousness is built a little bit, a lot more, a lot different than Kanye's is. Like he's going to come to a conclusion, and he doesn't have the head trauma that allows his brain to just free flow fucking random ass thoughts in, into a conversation that has nothing to do with the fucking topic. Yeah. That's what Kanye, think about it. Kanye will listen to Kanye, uh, to Kwali and be like, nigga, I got more money than you and walk out the room. And you can't you know do nothing but laugh at that do shit. Nothing, like, you know what I'm saying? you be like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this nigga talking about? Where'd he go? I'm talking about the way this nigga embarrassed me and he tell me he got more money than me. That nigga be like, man, Time is money, nigga. I gotta go. <laughs> right. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? You still mad about that, nigga? I'm out. <laughs> nigga, it just happened last week. Nigga, do you know how much money it cost me to sit here and listen to you talk about that bullshit? Yes. You dig what I'm saying? Like Kanye is like, he he that nigga is like, he's probably the most free nigga walking the earth right now, bro. <laughs> and that nigga, and it ain't even the money, bro. It's the fact that. He don't give a fuck. It's, you can't not turn that switch off. You can't turn that off. I'm, I'm telling listen, you. listen. I I used to think I don't give a fuck. That nigga don't give a fuck. Man, that nigga, that nigga replaced all the fucks he had to give with money. That nigga got family and money. He got he got kids. All he care about is his kids and his money. That's it. That nigga even to this day, like the way like his defense of his wife. Is indicative of that though, like, and I don't even knock him on that, bro. It's like you married this woman, that's who you, that's who you with. My mic, it's my headphones or some shit making that noise. No, you good. What's what's wrong? Her little static. But yeah, it's like 
when you kind of contextualize it, when you put things in, 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 in perspective, bro, and you have, you have whatever measure of success, and we had the conversation last time about success. When you have a certain, when you reach what you consider to be your measure of success, there's little anybody can say or do to change the way you feel about things after that, bro. You know what I'm saying? And this nigga is like, he moved and motivated by something completely different and outside the scope of average motherfuckers, man. Because yeah. for one, he's a creative and this, it'd be different if this nigga failed every time he said he was going to do something. The only time he didn't succeed is when he said, no, he said, I'm going to run for president. He didn't say I'm going to be president. He said, I'm going to run for president. He ran. Everything he said he was going to do, he tried that shit and it just so happened to hit the dartboard. It might not have been an absolute bullseye. No, but it, it, it's, it was it it's up there. It hit the target. You dig what I'm saying? He, he, he scored a number. So you kind of it's kind of hard to kind of like go against that. And even if even if everybody who he shitted on decided we not fucking with this nigga no more, you know how many motherfuckers still fucking with him? You know what I'm saying? You know how many people lives are 100 percent uh dependent on the check that he writes them for the littlest shit? A motherfucker bring him a bottle of water, he pays them. A motherfucker, like a motherfucker came and delivered a notepad to the studio and they got a writer's credit on the song. You dig what I'm saying? This nigga don't give a fuck. There's nothing conventional about this nigga. No, not at all. Not at all. And this, this ain't even me like, I'm not dick riding this nigga, none of that shit. I'm just, I'm just making observations, bro. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't think, I don't think you're dick riding at all. I, I think, you know, we had a little bit of a conversation about this and it's just like, yo, I, 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 I don't think nothing negative about Kanye at all. Mm-hmm. I just think, like you said, his stream of consciousness is a little bit—it's irritating. Yeah, you know, because it's not—it's not put together. It's just him saying what he thinks is okay to say, but there's no like, there's no depth. You know what I mean? There's 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 nothing solidified to it. But because he is who he is, and he's an artist and a creative, like to him, he's gonna just say what he's gonna say and and keep on moving. Because he's not worried about the, the the current situations, he's like he's moving on past it. And he's trying to c- continue to create and live in the next moment. Yeah, it ain't no repercussions or no, no shit like that. It was like this nigga said he counsel proof. Like Dave Chappelle said the same thing. That's another man. Because them niggas don't really they don't they ain't. I, and I, I feel like they feel though, bro. Like why why I got to be worrying about cancel culture? Like that's what not what I'm built on. That's not how I got here. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And that's where a lot, because you can't take something away from a man he ain't willing to give up anyway. You see what I'm saying? And a man gonna protect everything that he feel like is more valuable to him. His rep, again, go back to reputation. You know what I'm saying? And go back, to, you know what I'm saying? You gotta have a modicum of self-respect to understand that these niggas don't give a shit only about that stuff. Yeah, that shit is that's that's surface level bullshit. They they above they so high above that. It's like, beneath them, man. Like you can't you yeah. can't get them to buy into what you're saying. When if they no- if they if their morality and, and their belief and integrity is higher than that, like that's that's something small yep. to them. Yep. I 100 percent agree, bro. Because and I and I believe also that there is a goal for them at the same time that they're shooting for, and it's not based on someone saying that we're going to cancel you or 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 we don't we don't like what you're doing 
They don't give right. a fuck about what you think. And, and to me, when, like we've said this before, Matthew, oh, don't give a fuck about what you think. 606, don't give a fuck about what you think. We're going to do what we do because we know what we're doing and we like what we're doing. And they're moving, they're moving to goals of success as well as as well as we are. And by the time people say something back to Kanye, he'd be on forgot about it. Something else. He moved on to something else. You know what I'm saying? He did that interview. Think about it though. He already he 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 has he has an agenda. He sticks with his agenda. Anything that doesn't align with that agenda is irrelevant to this dude. You know what I'm saying? Why don't everybody else move like that? Instead, what people do is they 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 have this hive mind of bullshit that they all kind of follow that group think shit that they all kind of like they 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 all huddle together and then they 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 funnel all that energy and, and aim it in all these these random directions of where people say things that hurt their feelings as opposed to like looking at like all right that shit happened but I got this going on and this is great let me build off of this. Do you think it's also ego, ego and like pride where motherfuckers feel like, well, I got to say something. How dare you go at me? Like, I got to get my I got to get my nut off now. Like, you're not just going to say some shit and think that I'm just going to take it. I ain't going to respond. You think that's it, too? I believe so. I think that's what Big Sean's situation was, man. I think Big Sean, because he just dropped the album with Hit Boy. It wasn't even a full album. It was an EP. I would be more or less I would be more inclined to just keep on promoting that project. You're not on good music no more. You're on Def Jam, though. You got your own imprint. You got your own label. Uh, you and Hit Boy just put out an EP. It's it's decent. It's, but I even asked this question, though. And this ain't, again, this ain't no knock on, on Big Sean because Big Sean made a name for himself. He's been in the game long enough where he, he cemented. But if he's, he start he came in the game at a time in a class of MCs, a class of rappers, where he should be bigger than what he is, he was under the, the, the wing of a dude who kind of like green lit down there anything he wanted to do anything mm. he wanted out Kanye and the team green lit all that shit and Kanye even said nigga and your first single was ass You're like ass ass ass, ass. like dude you got you could put out any first single you want to put out and you recorded that that right that set the tone for the rest of their relationship bro because think about it, like Big Sean got some dope songs. He got some good singles, but his albums, bro, I don't know, man. It's like, and again, this ain't no knock on him, but on the creative process and the thought process of, of like taking advantage of the moment, you have every opportunity to capitalize on these moments when they're given to you. The only thing you have to do is just do it. And you put out your first single, you, you write a song called Ass, you could you could write a song that that'll change your life forever for the better. You know what I'm saying? Because he came out right after Drake, maybe a year or two after Drake, uh, but he was still in the same. You know what I'm saying? Class with Kendrick, uh, J Cole. You know what I'm saying? All of these dudes who kind of like found their lane and and kind of like made a name for themselves. And like Kendrick, cemented. You know what I'm saying? Ain't even put out but. A handful of projects, but he's he's pretty much certified being probably one of the, the greater West Coast artists to exist right now for his generation. J. Cole cemented. You know what I'm saying? ASAP Rocky ain't put out a project in how long? And he his name stays circulating. You know what I'm saying? He dating Rihanna, blah, blah, blah. But his because he's involved in fashion, he found a lane. So he cemented. 
You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's like three of these motherfuckers out here. I'll be saying they just, I feel like they be walking the line of mediocrity because they they like to they like to play the vent being the vent, victim Olympics. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You, got, you know what I'm saying? You got your Meek Mill, you got your Wale, and you got Big Sean, bro. They like they got all they are they probably especially Wale and Big Sean. They they are not trash, bro. These are some rapping ass niggas. No, I like Wale. Wale is dope, man. But I just don't agree with all that. You know, complaining. Exactly the like, Olympics, bro. Why? Why you? Why you everything whining? Is everything is everybody else's fault. Ain't nobody. You ain't nobody giving you your flowers. Ain't nobody showing, giving you props, nigga. My nigga, know. Wale, you. We recognize you as a dope MC, my nigga. Like we, we know. We nigga. know you a dope MC. Is it the fact that you just didn't get the credibility from the industry? You, you more worried about what them folks think about you? You want your peers? You want your peers to to love you more than you love yourself? First of all, your peers are your competition. Yep. And, and if you don't love yourself and the shit that you putting out, you ain't going to never have no love for that shit, bro. Ever. That's that's going to be the hardest thing ever to do. And that's that's the craziest thing about it, man, because like, keep in mind, uh, Kendrick and Drake just just took off. They was in the midst of that, that whole fray of motherfuckers and they just skyrocketed. Was it was it the machine they was on? You know what I'm saying? Signed to. Maybe. Also, you can't just all be the machine because it's a lot of trash. Hey, Big Sean was signed to the machine. You know what I'm saying? He was one step from Def Jam. He was he was on on the label run by the 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 poster child for Def Jam. And that was Kanye. Kanye carried Def Jam on his back. How many fucking years? Was it like four or five? Shit, longer than that, bro. Cause he been on Def Jam since he got signed, since he was signed to Rockefeller. You know what I'm saying? And he just got out that deal with this album. Also, mm. oh, he been carrying them for a long ass time now. Yeah, you did what I'm saying. So you get an opportunity, and you could you could actually take you could take the the initiative and say, you know what, this right here is not going to get squandered, bro. I'll even venture to say this because good music was almost like young money in a way when it was a, a conglomerate of MCs and, and, and artists that were all signed to that label and you have an opportunity to really shine and but you you because you're on a team of motherfuckers you got to find your spot shit Saha found his spot you know he did he didn't even sign the good music he said you know what what I'm gonna do I'm gonna kick it with y'all niggas and I'm gonna just be a writer I'm gonna put out my mixtapes and I'm a network and I'm a network you know what I'm saying? Because he knew his lane. He knew what his strong suit was. You know what I'm saying? Do I want to be a rap star or do I want to get the bag? You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that Sean needed to be a writer, but Sean kind of had to capitalize on the moments, man. I would have had Sci in my writing sessions helping me out. Like, look, bro, what what this bar sound like? Does it sound like, you know what I'm saying? When I when he wrote ass, did he like, hey, this dope? Or was he just in that motherfucker with a bunch of yes men? That's the crazy part. That's what's crazy, bro. Because Drake was on the team with Young Money with all them niggas. Dude, you know how much competition there was in that room? Jay Mills was on that team and Jay Mills fucking fell off. Jay Mills already had the buzz. He was already the front runner before Nicki and Drake got there. But you know what? Drake's management team kept him focused. Nicki's management team kept her focused. You know what I'm saying? You get one chance, pimp. Don't blow it. Especially when a bunch of motherfuckers eating off you. 
Yeah, man. Well, I think Kanye and his and his communication methods, as unorthodox as they are, they they more entertain. I think it was more entertaining for me to just see him just unravel the way he did than it would have been for him to just answer all those questions in a in a typical way. I wouldn't even say he unraveled. I just think he opened up and 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 just shoot. it was just like him, him, me and you shooting the shit with each other outside of this. Like he was just talking and shit. Yeah, I think it's it's different for for a dude who who brain processes information the way his does. Yeah, because I was sitting here laughing at times like this motherfucker is wow. <laughs> yeah, bro, I've never seen like I've never seen anybody uh just express ideas in such a unorthodox way the way he did when he was having that conversation. I'm like, this nigga is really going fucking left field on the ass. And what's crazy though is he was saying some of the realest shit and it was like going over niggas' heads. Like, this nigga really been on that shit. Yeah, he, he gave they ass four hours of... of TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> of, yeah, fuckery and TED Talk at the same time. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ. I was yeah. like, yo, this motherfucker Kanye, man. And what's crazy, though, is like, uh, you know how, like, uh, Twitter got them rooms trying to be like... Uh, Oh, what's the name of that damn app? Uh, Clubhouse. Clubhouse, yeah. And skills. Skills, I, I respect him as uh, as a pundit in the in the in the culture, right? Because he say he speaks his mind, he has his opinions on things like that. But he does kind of like lean heavily into criticism and hate sometimes. Mm. And I, I I just I was uh I got to work. And I saw that he had a room open. And I don't even go in though. This was like the one time I've ever entered one of those rooms. But I got the notification on Twitter. So I just clicked on it, had my earbuds in, and I'm just listening to the, the conversation. And Skills' take on Kanye in an interview and the way he kind of like handled his, his relationships with people was surface level as fuck, bro. He kind of like, mm. it, 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 it hurt, dude. I was like, damn, man. Like, dude, as a creative, we all know what it's like to kind of like be under the gun when it comes to like trying to create stuff on your time, on a time, unlimited time frame. Uh, you know what it's like to kind of like have people's expectations and stuff like that. Cause skills is in there breaking down like what it was like when his first single Nod Factor uh, blew up, but he didn't really make no money. And he was uh, working in a parking garage in Charlotte, I mean, in Virginia. And uh, he didn't really get the respect that he he felt like he deserved from the industry and stuff like that. So he kind of like dug in deep and tried to figure out different ways to make some money in the game. So, um, but his criticism of Kanye was all about like, it was almost like personal. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like, he even said like, I never met this nigga day in my life. But as soon as he said, but it kind of disqualified everything he said prior to that. Because everything else just sounded like it was just, uh, cause I'm just making observations. This nigga was like talking about it like he was sitting in the room with him and he was mad that he didn't get a chance to speak too. You know what I'm saying? But you have no if you ain't never met this nigga, your opinion of Kanye is it means just means as much to him as ours does. It don't mean right. shit. Exactly. He was invited by a person that's like a big brother to him, and he was having a conversation with his big brother and the people that was around, and it was being spread out and broadcast to the rest of us. 
to sit and think that your opinion is gonna matter. And I haven't even heard what Skill said. I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, I don't even be on all that shit. Right. But to 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 think that your opinion would would really does matter, man. Like that's that's some crazy, that's some wild that's shit. Ego. That's ego. They talk about how big dude ego is. This is ego because it take it take balls to like start a whole room and kind of like try to make you know to build conversation about what you consider to be just random antics of a dude who wants you to think he crazy. Like, I don't know, bro. It's, it, sometimes things are way more, again, I don't even like, I, it's nuanced. All this shit is more nuanced than what you think it is. Everything ain't just what you what you want it to be. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's, it's just not. And then the other part about that is, we're talking about it, about a guy that they say is bipolar. Yeah. Might've been on pills. At some point in time, the pills may still be fucking with him. Or he might be off his meds, and this is the result of... This is why they wanted him on meds. Bang, bang. You know what I'm saying? So, like, and again, we we live in... I think we live in a, a free society where a motherfucker can't just make you take medication because they want you to take medication. Like, there are situations where motherfuckers get medicated because they're under order. But in most cases, in most cases in general, it's all voluntary, bro. You get you get prescribed some shit, and it's on, it's on you to take it. Ain't nobody overwatching you with a gun to your head saying, "Nigga, you better swallow that pill." You dig know what I'm saying? That is a fact. So whatever comes with it, with not taking it, Kanye willing to risk it. You know what I'm saying? Shit, I I grew up on asthma meds. I just stopped taking that shit, and I changed my diet and lifestyle. I ain't had asthma attack since I was 19. So. That's that's what it is, bro. So it's decision making, man. I don't know what's best for Kanye. I do know that the shit was entertaining. That fucking interview was entertaining. I don't have no dog in that fight. My relationships with them niggas ain't ain't nothing more than just consumer based. Yeah. I'm just a consumer of the fucking music they make. Yeah, we just sitting you know, there man? listening. That's I'm it. I'm observing. I'm observing the fucking landscape. I'm looking at what's out there. That's hey, this, it. Nigga, this nigga got a drink champs interview. This is fucking. This is going to be good. Hell I yeah, didn't expect to see this. This yeah. he the biggest fucking star in the world on drink champs. Jay ain't even been on on drink champs. You know what but, I'm he, but he is listening and watching. I know that. You dig what I'm saying? Like everybody's been on this fucking show. This I mean Nori Nori had I think he said he did a, a Drake interview and they ain't even dropped it yet. They did a Drake interview early this year and never even fucking dropped it. Really? Yep. I wonder if is I it. I think it has some do with clearances. You know what I'm saying? Some shit, huh? Probably. Or maybe Drake wanted to kind of like line it up with some other shit that never really happened. But even still, like opportunities, I don't like Kanye already dropped the album. What else do he got to really promote? It was just an opportunity for him. He just moving around. The other thing that I did like in there was that he did, you know, he did salute the fact that, that Kim K is still his fucking wife. That's yeah. still my wife until there are actually some papers served to him. Kim Kardashian is still his wife. I I, I I saluted that when he said it. And he said it a couple more times during the course of the interviews. Like, because I haven't seen no papers. I see the media and everybody else getting in our fucking business. But I don't see no papers. And that's how it is, man. And see, that, that again, his grasp on reality. It ain't no situation where he's, he, he worried about that shit. Everybody else worried about it because it's entertainment. It's, it's fodder for the world. But it, it, it means nothing to him because he knows his reality. When you got a grasp on your life and you got a grasp on your reality, 
And your reality is all perception, bro. Is your, how your senses interact with the environment around you. That's exactly. What so his reality is this. Because you don't agree with it doesn't make him wrong. It doesn't make you right. You know what I'm saying? You're not walking in his path. You're not in his shoes. You're not living in his head. You're not. He's not a fucking a Gundam, and you're in his fucking. You're not a. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's yeah. not a fucking mobile suit. You, yeah. You're not. <laughs> you know, you know this ain't this ain't Pacific Rim, motherfucker. Exactly. You, my nigga. you know what I'm saying? Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and 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 to kind of regurgitate what you said is kind of like saying, you know, what you think of me, what you think of our relationship in the public, or what they what they telling y'all is going down ain't really my reality. I go right. home to this woman. Right. I made this woman, I made this woman a billionaire. I ain't thinking about what the fuck y'all talking about. When you get here, you tell me how you handle this shit. Let's see how you, you let's see how you deal with it. I deal with this shit by ignoring it and worrying about what the fuck I got to do in my everyday life. He worried about them kids, his wife, them 12,000, was it 12,000 sheep or 12,000 acres he got and all that other stuff. He ain't caring about what nobody else is opinion to him, man. Facts. And that's a that's a fucking that's a master class in how to just how to manage that shit, bro. Most people don't even pick up on that, man. They so they what they consider to be antics is just this man being different. He's not it's nothing conventional about this dude, man. It's like I think of another part of it just comes up from the spectrum. He said he's on the spectrum. Everybody's Mm -hmm. on the spectrum in some because the spectrum consists of different. Is different levels of consciousness, different ways of uh, being cognizant. You know what I'm saying? The way you process information, blah blah blah. Um, how how fast you can uh, relate information. So, where he is on the spectrum, he's aware of. He's he's a, he's very aware of what you know. What I'm saying doctors have said. I'm pretty sure he he's probably had IQ tests. He's probably had. Uh, fucking cranial scans and shit like that, different EKGs and stuff like that, telling them what's going on in his head. He ain't got, he don't got to tell us the, 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 he ain't got to fucking post the, the readings and shit like that. He don't owe me that. I just want, I like some of the songs. I like some of the music, but guess what? I'm a creative too. So that shit intrigues me. I, I like to know the inner workings of a man that made some of the songs I like. That's you know it. That's mean? all. Oh, that's like, it. That's damn, all. What's this thought process like? <laughs> Yeah, man. That that's it, and, and you know, like I said, I I just I, I was I was enjoying it at times, but at times, you know, when you wanted to hear him answer a, a question or two, you know, like straightforward or whatever, definitely, you you, you, you didn't get that. But I, I I get it, you know, like dude dude goes about living his life the way that he sees fit, you know. But I definitely, you know, the fact that he was he's been he's been dedicated to to changing a homeless situation. Uh. uh all the other different things that he has going on. I, I salute that shit, man. And, and again, the main thing for me was just saying that this is my wife. Until something else changed, this is my wife. And you all's perception of our relationships means means absolutely nothing to me. And I think that also comes with, or do you feel the same way that it comes with being in the game for so long and having hearing so many different ideas or 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 thoughts about you, people, the different reputations people give you, calling you an asshole or whatever it is. And after a while, you just say, man, fuck it. Like, I, I heard it all. I don't even care anymore. I think it has a, I think it's a combination of a bunch of shit, bro. I think it's like uh, that. I think it has something to do with his own personal experiences in life with his family. 
the loss of his mom. Uh, shit, who knows who else he lost? The, the the betrayals he experienced from people that was close to him. All that stuff kind of like factors into like the outcome, bro. Because if you think if you take it all into like full full account, you kind of got to view it from an angle like this nigga got too much to lose at this point. You dig what I'm saying? And for him to put it all on the line and say, you know what, I'm going to just say what I'm thinking, say what I feel, and I dare anybody to say to do something about it. That's a that's a level of fearlessness most motherfuckers don't even have when they only got $50 in their pocket. You know what I'm saying? I I, I, su- I mean, I, I agree with that so much because you could tell from the interview, just like, man, fuck it, whatever. Kept on saying, they gonna try, he said, they're going to try to kill me. They're going to kill me for this one. You know what I'm saying? He kept on saying it. Yeah. It was like, and what it is, is like, he was giving it up, bro. It's like, it ain't necessarily, okay, it wasn't the most palatable conversation because he could have been a little bit more tactful. But mm-hmm. talking Kanye, bro, this ain't fucking, this ain't quality. And you know at the same saying? time, I feel like it's it's disarming too because at the same time, like you don't look at him as a as a threat. Like I don't think people are looking at him as, that way as like- he's, and, and I think he's aware of that. Yeah, that's what, I yeah. Think I think he's full aware of that. And that's why he did it the way he did it because mm-hmm. nobody expects that from him. They expect him to say some off the wall shit, but nobody expected him to just be so blunt. You know what I'm saying? That like nobody, every, it's like when you, when you were a chick and she always saying, I want you to be honest. I want you to be open with me. I want you to be honest. I want you to be open with me. And at one time you just 100% honest and open and you say some shit that she is, it's never what they want to hear. It's always about, you know what I'm saying? They want to kind of like monitor and censor what you say, unless it's what they want to hear. So that open honesty only comes down to what, what's palatable to them. But like when that open honesty is a criticism of them or observation you have of them, then all of a sudden they want you to shut up. Yeah, or you're offensive. And, and now they have to take, they have to get now back at oh, you. Oh, Kanye, you, you old red MAGA hat Trump supporting motherfucker. You ain't shit, nigga. Remember when you did this? Remember all these ghostwriters? Nigga, everybody know this nigga. Every team, every person on that team of ghostwriters, I knew who they were when Kanye, when Kwali posted them pictures and shit like that. The nigga Kanye is, I don't think anybody is is that lost on that. But I, I think if he wanted to, he could be like, look at these, look at this nigga emotional over here. Yeah. Acting like a little bitch. You know what I'm saying? It's like it go back to like. I think it's a Chicago thing, bro, because that take me back to when uh, Lupe and, and Royce had that little tiff. You know what I'm saying? It's the same. Like Lupe, Lupe is a is a, a a thinking man. Kanye is a thinking man. I think Chicago breeds thinking man, dude. I think the I think the environment kind of like it plants the seeds for that type of methodical, strategic thinking, even if it's off the rails. You know what I'm saying? We not moved by nothing if it don't influence if we're not influencing it. Yeah, and, and, and we're not yeah, we're not bothered by certain things either because of the shit that we've seen yep. through the course of our lifespan, especially early on. Like if you've seen and witnessed and been around a certain type of violence and just like concrete jungle mentality, like it it only just like desensitizes you and it makes your skin real thick and it hardens you so when 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 we start speaking and and growing at the same time when we mentally grow ain't nothing you can tell us man at that at that point like we 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 we, yeah it's just like come on i i beat i beat that what what else you got 
You know what I mean? It's like I, I can deal with I can deal with the other shit. You know what I mean? Like Lupe is a guy that people I think sleep on as well, not just for his lyricism, but they don't understand what his kid really is from. He's from the slums. You know what I mean? He had a father. I think his father was a martial artist or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like you, you don't really understand that man's situation. So I, I like you. I, I agree. Chicago does. Be, we we breathe some some wild, not wild, but we. We breathe some, or the city breathes, excuse me, some dope-ass artists, you know what I mean? And some some philosophical thinkers, bro. It's like, I mean, I could just, just thinking back, just even like people I know personally, like one of my homeboys, this nigga was, like, I, I, like you hear all this talk about Dr. Sebi in the last fucking five, 10 years. I remember back in like 98, 99, my buddy, he was heavy on Sebi, dude. He was like, you know what I'm saying? He was talking about Dr. Sebi so much. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He handed me the book and shit like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? He was on that. You know what I'm saying? He was on that. He was like, uh, like he, he was just forward thinking on shit. You know what I'm saying? I remember when we was, uh, this nigga, when we was in high school, I think I was, in, I was probably about 14 years old and nigga handed, handed me the Willie Lynch letter. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We the same age. I mean, that's the type of thinker, you know what I'm saying? But he from the streets. He was from the streets and shit like that. This is what he was on. He was like, he ain't get this. He 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 ain't he couldn't even tell me how he got hold to it. But he said when he read it, it you know it galvanized. He it woke him up. You know what I'm saying? And it and in turn it woke me up. So I think that's what the city does, bro. It's like when people talk about woke culture, it ain't it ain't what we know to mean to mean consciousness. You know what I'm saying? And when you become conscious and aware, you know what I'm saying? You kind of like, you move different. You know what I'm saying? And I, I don't think that most people conventionally are as conscious as they think they are, especially when you put them next to a Chicago nigga. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I think that's what like the whole fallout with uh, Lupe and Royce is about, bro. It's like Lupe so far, he been woke so long and so, oh, so far advanced that Royce, probably just in the last 20 years of his life, probably less than that. Really Damn. just, you know what I'm saying? Just really got out there. He just jumped off the porch when it come to that. Whereas Lupe has been running the block. Yeah, Lupe, Lupe sits there, paints murals. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Reads Japanese scrolls. And I ain't, I ain't trying to talk down on him or speak ill about him, but he on another level with the shit, you know? So at this point for him, the way he goes about listening and hearing information is, is different for him. And I, and so the information that you gave me and I went back and checked it out and I was listening to him talk about, uh, that first line that he, that Roy said or whatever it was about the, uh, put a bullet through you, through your son, son chips or whatever. And he said, nigga, I am from Chicago. I am offended by that shit. Yeah. He said, I paid for funerals. I pay for funerals for babies who've been killed. So that's a personal, you know what I'm saying? That, that, that bothers him. And like he told Royce, man, if you that nigga, clean up your city. You know what I'm saying? If you that guy, and that's not, and, and honestly, that's a fair criticism, bro. That's a fair criticism. It's not even necessarily, it was, okay, it wasn't contextually on, on par with what the whole situation was. But even Lupe was like saying, nigga, if we gonna we are we talking or are we gonna rap? 
because that whole situation when they was on Instagram live was just a bunch of uh, braggadocious. I'm a better rapper than you shit. And Lupe was like, well, how about we do this? He was talking about going to some uh, intellectual uh, rap battle thing in New York. I forgot what it's called. I forgot what it was called too, but, but. I remember he brought it up on a podcast a few times. Cause I used to listen to their podcast and shit. And, uh, and Royce was like, I ain't no backpacker. That's some backpacker shit. That's what kind of like, I could tell Lupe kind of like the fuck, you know what I'm saying? And, and Royce refused to kind of like be associated with the, the backpacker, uh, I guess the moniker of it. So that right there is like, Lupe. That's confusing to me though when I hear him. If if that's something that he said, he ain't no backpack rapper. But see that to me, bro, it's kind of like I think there's a there's brand association when it comes to shit like that. Because if you think about like Slaughterhouse and all the gun talk and all that tough talk shit, you know what I'm saying? Battle rapper tough talk shit. Detroit is like really heavy when it comes to that. They like the smack DVD of rappers. You know what I'm saying when it comes to that shit, bro. Them niggas out there always talking about guns and shit like that. It's like guns and they bars. They like they I will outwrap you and I will pistol with you in the same fucking line. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to like just like Lupe on a on a creative level is trying to find different ways to challenge himself as an MC. And not even necessarily as an MC, but as a man. So he's like viewing it on a creative level, like, dude, I hear what you're saying, but if you you if you if you're serious about rapping, you should probably consider this. If you really want to talk about how you're the best rapper, there's some dope rappers out there. Who don't have deals who who participate in this form of battle rap like i know you want to i know you want to represent the streets and you want to be there for the street niggas and all the thugs and shit like that which is cool and nothing ain't no knock on them but bro i bet you can't fuck with these niggas over here that's what lupe saying mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and then royce asked um he asked uh mickey facts has he ever done it? Mickey was like, yeah, I've been down there a few times. Them niggas nice. And then Royce got back to, I ain't no back, backpack rapper like y'all. So I ain't, I, y'all, I ain't going down there. You know what I'm saying? And I could tell it was like, it was like tongue in cheek shit. It was like, some, he was joking or whatever, but by the same token, it was kind of like a jab. You know what I'm saying? He was trying to motivate niggas to kind of be competitive or whatever, but for intellectual niggas, I could see that Mickey and, and Lupe were like, nigga, come on, bro. You big bro, what you doing? You sound like little bro right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we trying to put you on to some shit because we respect you as an MC and you sounding real juvenile talking about the backpacker shit. And it kind of like got me thinking, bro. I was like, you know what? But it's according, right? If if you big bro and you calling that what they doing backpack backpack rap, aren't you a little bit too old to still be talking about? Guns and shit, aren't you? Don't you got a little bit? Aren't you a little bit more long in the tooth to be still talking about? Nigga, it took Joe Budden to tell this nigga, hey, bro, quit talking about your dick and your guns and your bars. There's other shit we could talk about. You dig what I'm saying? It's kind of crazy, man. And I, and nobody perfect, man. Ain't nobody. No, perfect. no one's perfect, but at the same time, you know. Gotta have you gotta be mature enough to understand that. But I didn't at one point when motherfuckers looking at Royce like a, a, a rapidy rap ass nigga, wasn't he? Exactly. That's and that's what Lupe's point is. Like nigga, you you the rapidy rapping this nigga, nigga. You rap on songs with the rapidy rapping this white boy. <laughs> 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 
Facts. You know what I'm saying? Your best friend is Rapidy Rap. He's the he's the poster child for Rapidy Rap. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing Eminem can rap about that don't separate him from that. Everybody gonna think of him as that. So like that don't. So what? You because you don't want to be considered backpack. All right, let's take backpack out of the equation. You still a Rapidy rapping ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't get on a song and the song be simple. Every every song you do lyrical it's lyrically complex yes and that has been and that right there has been a thing that that held royce back from reaching lupe status like lupe before he got out his atlantic deal he was damn near a superstar you know what i'm saying and that was just strictly based off of two fucking singles kick push and and superstar with the two niggas killing and, niggas with those songs and those those songs were simple but it had so much lyrical depth. There were concept songs and shit. You know what I'm saying? Who the fuck write concept pop singles? Man, that was a crazy part. This motherfucker wrote a song about skateboarding. Bro, this nigga wrote a song about a dude dying and going to heaven and named the song Superstar. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And, And wrote it as though it was from the perspective of a fan going to a concert and meeting his favorite rapper and becoming a rapper himself. But the whole song is about a dude dying. Nigga, think about the depth it takes to even conceive some shit are, like that. Are, hit. are <laughs> people, are anybody is listening, are you understanding that? Repeat that again. What, what was the song about? The song was about a guy dying and going to heaven. But from the perspective of a kid going to a concert, meeting his favorite rapper and becoming a rapper himself. Nigga, that's, think about those. That's layers, dude. That's very complex. That's layers. Or on um, food and liquor too. That nigga has so many fucking. Uh, he has so much shit on food and liquor too, though. That's like one of my favorite albums from this nigga, man. I think the cool was 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 my shit. The cool, the cool was dope as shit. Yeah. For some reason though, the food food and liquor too was like it was an album that came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting it to even, I didn't even expect a sequel album, but it fits the, it, this is like one of the few albums that deserves a part two title. Most people come out with part two to albums. It just be like some songs threw together and they just threw the name on it. Yeah. Or they, they took the songs that they, they would, they slapped to the side and threw it on there. Yeah. This right here sounds like a, like it's not even necessarily a continuation, but it's like, it picks up where the other one left off years later. You know what I'm saying? That's how I view it. Yeah, Lupe is an intelligent dude. Yeah, man, he's super intellectual. Uh, no knock on him there. Uh, I just couldn't. Some of it be so complex. I'd be like, I, not not today, bro. Not today, man. I can't. I can't do it today. But but for so, are they still doing their podcast, Lupe and Royce, or is it? Uh, Lupe was like, I'm not. Lupe said he not really feeling Royce's energy and he was like if the shit don't turn around in a couple of weeks it's just it's a wrap and it never turned around in that couple of weeks and Lupe just went on to start you know what I'm saying practicing with his katana and shit you know what I'm saying with his nunchucks and his sai and shit like that that nigga just <laughs> went back to doing what he do and then they'll, they'll go back and call him a bitch ass nigga man but it ain't what y'all really think though no, they don't want to smoke with that nigga, man. I guarantee <laughs> it ain't what y'all think. It's just, it's just not. 
It's not one of those situations where this is just a backpack rapper. This is a nerd. This kid got some some real life issues and some real life people around him. And I'm not I don't want to speak on negative things, but yeah. to think to think that he is just a rapidly rapping ass nigga, man, you 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 would be you would be putting yourself in a bad position. Yeah, he just uh but I like the way he does it, you know what I mean? Uh I remember Scarface saying, Man, if people think you are lame, just let them think you are lame. Absolutely. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, who you really got to prove anything to? Nobody. You remember that Scarface was like, yo, if they think you're a lane, just be a lane. Yeah. Be a lane. And I, I stuck to that. He's like, man. Because you, you, you're the biggest threat now. Nobody, nobody considers you to be the competition. Nobody considers you to be the, 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 the head honcho. Yeah. Just a lane. Yeah, I'm just a lame. I'm just a lame in a room. Can't get your girl, can't make no money, can't do nothing. And I appreciate that. That's why I, stay, I keep my head down and I just, I, I grind it out, bro. Yep, I, I, I my thing. The whole time motherfuckers was making moves and, and getting to it. And that's all that ever really mattered was the fact that you made moves and you got to what you were trying to get to. Nothing else really mattered. Facts. These niggas be overdoing it, trying to be so damn gangster in these songs and and, and, and in these in these in these studios, and nobody get no fuck about you in no goddamn studio. It's music, bro. It was music. crazy, bro. You know what I'm saying? God bless the dead. What's crazy though is like the uh, we lost a lot of you know what I'm saying. Good artists, just good people in general. We lost a lot of people just to the streets because you cannot mix the two, bro. They do not. They can't coexist. I don't care how much. It's crazy because the streets influence a lot of this shit because. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these artists come from the streets. But once you cross over into this business, when you cross over into this this industry, bro, that shit has they can't co they don't they don't con they don't congeal. You either one it's either one or the other, bro. You can't you can't mix them. Cause for as long as you think that you're gonna mix them, at some point <clears throat> they are going to intersect. And when they finally do, one is gonna cancel out the other. Yep. And if your your if your ties to the streets are really that deep. It's usually gonna fuck up whatever you got going on. Facts. I mean, you look at Murder Inc. and they them getting raided by the feds and shit like that. You take, I mean, it's in all these different instances. You take death, you take prosecution, all of these different things kind of like just all culminate to the same outcomes. You know what I'm saying? Big losses for people who can't separate the two. Man, and again, what what, what did I say in the song? Uh death and life are in the power of the tongue, Proverbs 18:21. Yeah, I gotta be careful of that shit, man. You gotta be careful. Careful. Kind of like, I don't know, bro. It's and maybe it's just some first world shit. You know what I'm saying? We living in a first world country. We're not kind of like looking at it from a global standpoint. We know what our issues are, we know what they look like. And a lot of the shit just become more fantastical to people. They kind of like they kind of living out their fantasies as opposed to just keeping themselves grounded in and and knowing that shit can go wrong. You know what I'm saying? Shit can go bad real quick. And the other thing is, man, like you said, from a first world perspective, so you, when you talk to people from, I talk to people from uh, IT or Haiti, maybe once a week, you know what I mean, that I'm cool with. You know, I talk to people from, from, from Ghana and shit like that. And right. some of them, some of them are from good situations and some of them are from bad. And compared to even the way I grew up and the way some of us grew up, that ain't shit. 
man. I got that ain't I, shit. They would love that compared to what they had to deal with. I got people who came up out of the whole Rwanda situation with the purging in Rwanda and shit. And they here in the States and they like look at us like, nigga, y'all tripping. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's what I say about the whole victim Olympics thing though, man. It's like, it's at some particular point, we got to turn around and, and be like, okay, we acknowledge our problem. We acknowledge what the problem is, but we are so far outside of the, the original situation now. Yeah. We gotta get our shit together. Yeah. What's the next, what's the move? Like, well, what are we doing now? Like we, we can't. We know this existed. We know this problem happened. And now, we know they still gonna be fucking with us, but right. what are we doing? What are we doing? Exactly. How are we moving? What, what what's the what's the next goal? Yep. And that that comes from uh establishing leadership though. Yeah. Somebody actually taking charge and people quit. Ah, bro, individuality is killing the tribe, bro. And it's nothing wrong with like self-development and being an individual, but to what end if like you 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 send a motherfucker out in the wilderness alone versus sending 20 motherfuckers out in the wilderness what who gonna come back with some food who gonna who ain't gonna make it back because they can't became food one motherfucker that went out there by their show you did what i'm saying became a meal you see what i'm saying because the 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 tribe supposed to protect itself you know what i'm saying the tribe protects everybody Yep, huddle up in a circle. But when you out here on some individual shit, you end up with these bad outcomes, bro. And then the, again, we 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 promote individuality so much that people lose sight. There's no real context as to why that individuality matters. We just we apply it to everything. We just think that is just a a, a all encompassing uh, idea as opposed to looking at it from a objective perspective. I always been a team player though, man. I mean, I, I do believe in going after my own shit, but being a team player, man, that's key to that's key to success, man. Exactly. Like you, you gotta have other minds around you that can help do things that you can't do, or or get you into the places that you can't get yourself. Now, get everybody you. can't be a boss. And most bosses don't even don't even want the role. They most most bosses are reluctant, but they'll take it on because they're not afraid. As yeah. opposed to the person that says, I'm in charge. I want to be in charge because I can't follow nobody. That's the person that's going to lead you to failure. You know what I'm saying? Because you're more driven off of ego and pride than anything else. Yep. Yeah, man. I'm going to go ahead and get ready to jump off of this. My guy, it. I appreciate it, man. Absolutely, bro. I knew we were going we to have a good conversation out of this one. You already know how that goes, man. Anytime we link up. Definitely. We we sync up, you know what I'm saying? So definitely. This was preordained and, and predestined, my guy. And so- pre-rolled. <laughs> 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 but yeah, we're gonna get out of here, man. It's another episode of Full Profits. Me and Six just shooting the shit, That's chewing it. the fat. Appreciate you, my guy. Have a good one, my guy. Yes, sir. Remember the mission statement when you're striving for greatness. God never puts you in a driver's seat if it's taken you. Yeah.